Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Oh, so good. Okay, so alert listeners uh, may have heard in the sound of my voice. Watchers may have noted that I'm back to my morning latte. I started doing it again yesterday. And it's um it's everything. So um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the uh, insulin resistance and intermittent fasting. So if you have trouble with body image stuff or eating disorder stuff, um, tap out for today or um, close your ears for a few minutes. So one thing that I did over the weekend was I did some research on stevia and whether or not it really causes an insulin spike. And I found um, a number of studies on it. There's a lot of disagreement because there are some studies that say yes it does and others that say no it don't. And But I found a double blind study that seemed like it was really well done, well controlled, and they found no impact on blood sugar or insulin from stevia. And then the I'm still doing the intermittent fasting. I'm still doing the 16-8. I'm getting great effects from it. Uh, I've, I'm down about eight pounds already, and which is fantastic. Um, and I feel better. A lot of you may know that I started doing this because Grace does it, Grace Draven. And she's been having such great effects with clearing brain fog and sleeping better. You guys, I'm sleeping so much better. It's really interesting. Um, yeah, so I'm feeling energized, feeling good. Um, it's, um, and it's, it's very doable for me. So if you haven't heard me talk about it before the 16-8 fasting, you basically fast for 16 hours and you eat during an eight hour window. Um, and, and in general, you can eat whatever you want. I've been doing some other things too. I've been, uh, I've tried to cut out all added sugars from my diet. Um, done. <laughs> I'm having very little added sugar, which is amazing because I have a sweet tooth, but I, I don't miss it. When I have a real sweet craving, I've been uh, doing what one doctor suggested and I have some raspberries or blackberries with uh some whipped cream, just actual heavy cream that I've whipped up and put a little vanilla extract in. I find makes it taste fabulous. Um, excellent sweet dessert. Um, adding more fiber to my diet. Uh, raspberries have great fiber. So, and things like, um, <laughs> I made my own refried beans yesterday. I should include my recipe because in case anybody cares, you guys may not care. You're not here for the recipes. There's a bunny on the port portal. That's why I keep looking at Hey bunny. Um, oh yeah. Refried beans. So yeah, I make my own refried beans because we both love beans, refried beans. Uh, we live in New Mexico, but David can't do spicy stuff. He can't do anything that's too acidic or too spicy. And, um, and 
you know, like even the really good organic refried beans just don't do that well for us. We just never feel good after eating them. I think they use weird lards. Um, so this recipe, I'll just tell you guys and be only for the people who listen. Oh no, but we have the transcript now, right? So what I did was, um, heated some olive oil, do the extra virgin olive oil in a pan, and then two 15 ounce cans of organic pinto beans rinsed and you cook them in the heated olive oil and just keep mashing them up as you cook them. Uh, the gal whose recipe I found, she added tomatoes, but um, none of the belladonas do well for David, so I didn't add tomatoes. Uh, instead, I added some um, cumin. I added cumin and salt and some chopped up cilantro at the end. My mom would not like that. If she were here, I would not add the cilantro for her. And they turned out great. And then I made some jasmine rice. I toasted some sunflower seeds and I sauteed some mushrooms and mixed those all into the burrito mix with, um, we have one thing that's great about New Mexico is that we have local tortillas. And so I have local tortillas that had no added sugar. Uh, you, one thing that you do try to do is cut down on refined carbohydrates, but if you can find like a refined carbohydrate that has a lot of fiber that helps counteract it. So these uh, have good fiber in them and uh, and put some cheese on there, some cheese and avocado. They were really good burritos. I mean, you all could spice it up if you live with people who can handle spicy stuff. But um, I find I don't miss the spicy stuff. I'm happy to, to eat stuff fairly bland for, for David. That's an easy one for me. You know, my mom used to make this wonderful uh, pork green chili and we can buy amazing green chili here. Um, and then you put the green chili on top of the tortilla, uh, on top of the burrito. And that's really good too. So anyway, uh, I'm, I was just really pleased with all that. I'm really happy with the results. Grace had told me that the stuff she had read, she and I've read some sl slightly different stuff but that it would take about six weeks for the intermittent fasting to really have an effect on, um, on the insulin resistance and so forth. And I'm hitting about five weeks now and I can really tell a difference. So now I am, even though I am outside of my window, uh, it's, it's not, it won't be my eating window until about 1130 this morning and it's still 815. I'm running a little behind. Um, but I decided to go ahead and have my half and half with my coffee and my stevia and see if I can and, and not eat anything else. They say you could have a small amount of half and half and cream. This may be more than a small amount, but I'm going to experiment with it because I really love my morning latte. So we'll see what works. And I did do weeks and weeks of, um, un, un, uh, I want to say uncontaminated, but that's not fair. Um, unaccessorized coffee. So anyway, um, I need a signal like an, an all clear for when I stop talking about, uh, content warning stuff. Maybe they just tapped out.
but I, I am very aware that for some people it's very difficult to talk about anything that has to do with um, governing eating or or weight loss or so forth. So let's see um, busy weekend. I did a workshop on Wednesday afternoon after a bunch of CIFWA meetings lots of CIFWA meetings but they were really good CIFWA meetings. They were really productive. You know we have just an amazing board and just fantastic people who are members of CIFWA. I mean they just really are wonderful people. We have fantastic volunteers. Uh, yeah and so the board was um, we had some really thoughtful discussions about a couple of things on the table. Uh, talking about Nebula Conference this spring, how we want to handle that. And people have just such great thoughtful input. I'm really grateful, grateful for them. And then taught the workshop in the afternoon. I had uh, four people in the shop with me and then some people came in online and it was they were sort of on this little laptop far away so I couldn't really see who was there unless they had like their big name across and their camera off. So I knew a couple of you who were there and one gal said that she said at the end when I was doing Q&A and I'm sorry I didn't catch your name but she said I have coffee with you every morning and I thought that's so lovely. It's it's one of the maybe unexpected uh, consequences, ripple effects of doing this podcast. Cause you know, for me, I put it here and I send it out. And unless some, unless people send me comments, you know, I don't really know who's out there, who's listening or reading the transcript now that we have the transcript and she, but you know, so then I run into people when I do stuff and they say, Oh yes, I listen to your coffee, your podcast and I drink my coffee while you talk. And I love that. Um, maybe I'm just in a, a gratitude mood this morning, but I'm, I'm grateful for all of you who listen in and, um, and say lovely things to me. So then, um, oh yeah, some with, there's a gal in town who is the editor of galaxy's edge, uh, Leslie Robin and Leslie and her friend Ava, who is headed up to Kevin J Anderson's all stars. A writing workshop retreat daily. She was in, they were both in town and sort of um, chips passing in the night. Ava just happened to be driving through Santa Fe on the way to uh, Denver, Colorado Springs, sorry, from Tucson to Colorado Springs. And, and Leslie was remarkably in town. Got something in my eye there. I had to go deal with it. It was a cat hair. What, why, why try to hide the fact? How do I get cat hairs in my eyes? I don't know. How do cat hairs get everywhere? It's one of the great mysteries of the universe. So, um, let's see, I was talking about the weekend. Oh yeah. And so, uh, Leslie was really fun. We all went out to dinner afterwards and had a, had a great time. And then yesterday I did my I didn't stay completely unplugged, but I stayed largely offline. I did take care of a few things on the computer. Uh, I also cleaned out the closet of doom, which looks much better now. Um, it's, I mean, it's not like I'm not going to show it to you guys, 
this is the closet in my office because my office is technically a bedroom I guess like did I suppose there are houses that are big enough where they have rooms that are dedicated offices is that what I'm trying to say and this one is technically a bedroom although it has things like you could see behind me like it has this power strip and stuff of course I have my desk set up so I can look out the window which I think I'm I'm weird that way. So it's like a bedroom closet you know like has the clothes rack in it and everything but I also have a bookshelf in there and a file cabinet and keep my coats in there there's a higher shelf but it's um full of things like writing books and copies of arcs you know like I have a lot of my own books you know like these couple of shelves are all my own books but uh, that one's like various arcs and copies of things that I've kept like one copy of a lot of magazines when I used to do a lot of magazine writing and that sort of thing. Uh, poetry also lives in there for no good reason other than the fact that I don't access it as frequently as other books. I I rearranged my office to mostly have the books that I could see while I'm working being the books that inspire me the the ones that I've loved uh, so they're out of order so they're which would really upset the librarians among you I'm sure but I used to keep like all the books from a single author in one space which is logical but finally I decided eh, it's my office and my study I had a friend who didn't like to call her writing space an office she called it her study and I tried it for a while and I always revert to office. I, I don't think I care. So I have the books from those authors that I love most within eyesight and with an easy grab reach. So um, so why am I talking so much about this about the closet of doom it's just really was an accomplishment it did take me most of the afternoon I pulled everything out um, and it's got all my mailing stuff in it so now it's much better organized I did throw a bunch of shit away. One thing that was striking about it though is how much of the shit I have <laughs> from conferences both that I've received from conferences and then I give away at conferences a whole lot of that stuff is swag is stuff that I would hand out and I guess I could mail it out now but it's really funny to look at that stuff and be well I mean three years three years out from having you know almost two and a half years since the last time I was at a conference what was the last one I went to was um, Worldcon in Dublin right 2019 which is amazing to think about because that was a long time ago now right and before that uh, when was the last comfort you know a lot of this stuff was for like the the reader conferences and I don't know it's a bunch of silly shit. So I threw a lot of things away a lot of it has just started to feel ancient to me now like I had a whole bunch of those um Karina wine tumblers plastic wine tumblers <laughs> it's like okay that's I'm not keeping I threw away threw away a lot of Karina stuff sorry Karina people but it's like I just don't have much identity with that press anymore. So that was good you know how a good purging can do so so yeah now everything's much more accessible I threw away a lot of old phone cases <laughs> because I guess I was keeping these phone cases with the idea that they would 
maybe fit some other phone but one thing they do is they make sure that like the phones are all different all the time right so you don't it's like why am I keeping these old phone cases stuff like that so so yeah that felt like a, a productive weekend to me um where are we at on the book I have two weeks to finish this bloody book I I, I don't want to influence how you guys feel about it I do think it's a good book it's just um taking a lot and I know I say this every single time every single time when I'm finishing a book um I'm at 87,000 words I only got a thousand words on Friday but at least I got a thousand words I think today I am going to start going back and revising from the beginning um I on Friday I figured out some solutions to some things which is good and I have been mulling it in the back of my mind over the weekend we talk about that a lot you know like even when you're not actually writing you're still percolating on the book and I know some I've figured out some things I just had to think more about Nick and Gabriel and how they would handle this situation you know I think I talked about this some on Friday but it's funny how like you can have this conception of how the story will go and you think you could be able to just type it out but the story doesn't always cooperate that way it's like no it doesn't want to do that maybe other writers can do that but I can't so so yeah looking at our progress count spreadsheet 87,000 words I think I've got about 18,000 to go I do know how this book is going to end I mean or more or less I mean there are some things I know some things I don't so so yeah I think I will start back at the beginning so I can get I'm having a little bit of trouble with Gabriel's character arc at this point um what I want him to do is not what he's doing I should probably just stop fighting that right uh, Gabriel's always been an interesting character to me he's and I know a lot of you love him uh, he's always kind of taken his own road you know Nick takes her own road too for that matter which is probably why they're so meant for each other so anyway um, the big dramatic thing I want Gabriel to do he is refusing to do so um we shall see we shall see how it goes so wish me luck I do have a really open weekend next weekend and depending on my progress this week I may work through the weekend and just try to get her done get her done powder river litter book uh, if you have been to Wyoming or know of Wyoming things you will get that and oh I don't have time to talk about it anymore I should make myself a note my my aunt sent me an article from the New Yorker that was in there in the fall maybe people talked about it I usually miss most internet kerfuffles I don't I curate very heavily I will only things that bring me joy and but she sent me this article that it was a it was confusing because it was a review of a book and the book was about how Amazon has changed publishing and then apparently the book had a lot of things wrong in it and the author of the article who was discussing the book pointed out some of the things that were wrong in the article but then also had things wrong that they said 
in the article. And I couldn't tell if they had like pulled that wrongness from the, the book, from the source material and not fact checked it, in which case I'm really surprised that uh, New Yorker didn't fact check these things. Like, for example, those some of you will know, and I won't go on too long because I'm about out of time, but like they said that KDP was Amazon's publishing program where authors get paid by page rates. And it's like, well, that's just actually not true. You, that's, there's, you know, and I'll, I'll talk, well, I'll really quickly for those of you who don't know, KDP, yes, is Amazon's program where you can go in and self-publish, but where you, where authors get paid by page reads is KDP Select. And that's where people can subscribe to Kindle Unlimited and read an unlimited number of books for their monthly fee and authors are paid by page reads. But under KDP, you also sell books. And my aunt had asked me, she said she was curious about my experience with Amazon. And I, I don't do Kindle Unlimited except for occasional experiments. So, I mean, it was just not correct. And <laughs> and misleading and and i wonder if it's deliberately misleading because you know the new yorker tends to be one of those um remaining outposts of literary snobitude where they also trotted out the um that like half of self-publishing authors make less than five hundred dollars and i think they just said less than five hundred dollars i think that was like full stop so reader listener I make more than $500 on my self-published books. Thank you very much. I know you do too, some of you who are listening. So anyway, it was aggravating. Um, if you want me to, I'll, I'll put a link to the article, although I hate to give them clicks, but it, it was a puzzling article. I, I wrote back to my aunt and said, well, that was a whiplash of a read. You guys should read it and tell me what you think. Okay, anyway, uh, I've babbled on long enough when I need to be writing. So I will um, talk to you all tomorrow. You all take care. Bye-bye.